Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of Twist Turns and One Liners. This week we watched Brave, our first animated film, I believe. Mm, nope, no. we watched Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Our first Disney princess film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so for those who don't know, this is basically a story of Merida who's like a Scottish princess and, you know, she doesn't want to be a princess. And you think maybe going into this movie that it's going to be about a love story, but it's actually, well, it is a love story, but it's a love story between her mom and her Mm -hmm. and her mom turns into a bear and then she has to save Mm -hmm. their bond to, to repair it, Mm -hmm. to, to save her mom. Um, I should preface this episode with we've, <laughs> I've, I just came off of having COVID. So I am. We're probably, both coming down or coming off of, or at some stage of cold, like yeah, stuff. So we're all nasally Ill. today. So we're nasally and you may hear some coughing and we're, we're sorry, but, um, we wanted to deliver our content. As promised. <laughs> yeah, unlike the odd weeks when I've been slacking and that's okay, missing out on a couple, but we'll get we'll get caught up. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I guess what I want to start with is, did you like it? So, with this one, it's it's one I would say I like the I like the set and setting and stuff Mm -hmm. the most out of it but as far as like the as far as like the story goes the problem that we're getting into at this point with pixar movies and stuff is and it and it's not a necessarily a problem in general but a lot of the kind of themes and stories of are they're eventually you know recycling and like doing them over mm-hmm. again in slightly different form. So they aren't necessarily as interesting to watch. <clears throat> and again, it's not a huge deal because it makes sense as they are like kids' movies, right? Yeah. So when you have a story that shares a similar kind of, like I said, similar themes as another movie, but again, set differently, dressed differently. What it doesn't it matter similar to, a kid. to So I I wouldn't say it's one to one, but and it's obviously a different tone, but like I feel like it's a similar thing to um Finding Nemo where oh. you know, the parent has this expectation for their kid and they like pigeonhole their kid into that spot. Yeah. I mean it's not again, it's not one to one. I'm just saying it's a similar vibe. I mean, it there's others too as well. It actually is kind of similar to Chicken Little. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now that I think about it. Just with the focus on the parent relationship and you're talking about the expectations for sure. Similar. Right. And I think the other lesser, less on the whole Pixar thing and more just kind of these kind of coming, there's coming of age stuff like this elsewhere where, you know, you have a kid. You have a kid getting, you know, like prepped and groomed to be this specific thing. 
oftentimes in this story there are like it's an arranged marriage that the kid does that the person kid doesn't want to be in yeah and then it's this whole thing like don't it, i don't know it's not again it's not bad and that's how that's how movies work right i think it's different from the specific disney princess movies yeah. like yes. thus far yes. it was it was it was the first of the princess movies that was setting a different tone now since then we've seen a lot more moana you know is it's not focused on i mean it's about her being a leader but it's not about it's more about her being independent it's not based on yeah prince charming or whatever um but i just looked up and it says that the movie was actually originally called the bear and the bow which would make sense but it is interesting because Brave doesn't really, it doesn't, like if it wasn't called that, it wouldn't make that much of a difference. I think. I mean, it's about her being brave. They're all about, but... <laughs> they're all about their one, one name, one word yeah. titles. Right. The bear and the bow would have been too long. Right. <laughs> brave, frozen, tangled. Tangled. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, tangled isn't really that good of a title either i mean it is but it isn't it's not a descriptive title yeah i love i almost put tangled on the board instead of brave but i think i like brave better yeah it's i don't know it's this one's interesting too in that it's i wonder i want to see if it's it makes this top 10 i'm looking i'm trying to see if there's a list of the animated Disney princess movies to see kind of which ones made the most money. Probably up there. And I actually saw this in theaters. So it came out in 2012. I was 11 and I went to go see it with my aunt and my cousin. And my cousin is maybe my cousin's like seven, eight years younger than me. And uh, she actually had to leave the theater because uh, she was scared of the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, in in terms of Disney movies, it is on the scarier side in comparison to other ones. I think it's I, th- I think it's on par. It's it's a little actually a little lighter than some of the old ones, <clears throat> but yeah, is the, like the imagery with the bear and stuff is a little bit more. Yeah, but go for it. I was gonna say the reason I love this movie so much is to me it has one of the best opening scenes in a Disney film. Um, I first of all, I love uh, the flashback of little Merida, um, but it's already setting the tone of like, okay, obviously she's very close with her mom, but then you know they give her the bow, which obviously becomes like a huge part of the film. But I just love when the bear comes and uh, the dad, Fergus, he um you know, like, goes to fight the bear, and he says, like, come on, you, and then, like, the bear, you know, basically, like, bites at our perception of the camera, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to, like, the opening. I just think that's so good. I love a good, like, title sequence jaw jaw dropper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was really good. Um, I think... So that's probably... I think... So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to. I would say this: the thing with this movie, as to with 
compared to other like air quote well, I don't need to quote Disney princess movies because they're they're their own genre by this point <laughs> so other like Disney princess movies in this movie like for sure this one kind of more aims towards the you know counter princess like yeah idea it's not like the I guess you know what well, no, I was going to say Mulan kind of start, started that trend, the, but this Mulan is this, still a love story. I think it's... But I feel like it. this is like trying to get away from like the every girl must be a girly princess that only, I think that's only the, goal is to get married. I think that's the, that's the overarching story mm-hmm. in Mulan as well. Yeah, there's a love story baked in, into it. But I right. think the overarching story are yes. the same in these instances, right? Yes. But what I liked about this movie is that there is, like, the love story is her. Mm-hmm. I guess there's love interests, but, like, she doesn't actually care that for we, any of them. The, the movie doesn't care about them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't... They're just there for comedic relief. Right, right. But... Yeah. It's, it's definitely, like, one of the more... I think it's one of the more grounded ones as well like obviously there's magic that turns the mom into the bear but everything else yeah. is very like i don't know it's it doesn't like paint this like this it doesn't paint this picture of like everything is everything is sunshine and rainbows and yeah oh the princess is gone or oh the this and this and this <laughs> and everybody loves them and all this yada yada it's very yeah. localized and small right like it's the small like group of these you know medieval people yeah and like nothing that happens nothing that happens throughout the entire thing is so again minus the mom turning into a bear it's so <laughs> like fantastical that it's like i don't know yeah, I would give. I would say if there's anything about it that I like most, comparing to the other types of Disney princess movies, I think the fact that this one's a lot more grounded. How many have you seen all Disney princess movies? There, I think, like in terms of modern ones, like I like. Like, have you seen Moana? I've the last, the newest one that I've seen front to back is Frozen. Probably okay. I've only that seen was like Moana. I've only seen Moana like bits and pieces and it's been at like your family's like stuff or like <laughs> I haven't seen again I haven't seen it front to back. Yeah. Have you you seen Tangled? Yep. Okay. And the older ones have you seen? Like Cinderella? Mhm. Like we had all the Mermaid. old ones on VHS and stuff and Yeah. I would have seen those. Okay. Um yeah, let me I just pulled up a list. There's Let's see, I have not seen this Rhea and the Last Dragon. I've hardly, I hardly, I've hardly even heard of it. Uh, Princess and the Frog, I haven't seen. Oh yeah, Tiana, Moana. That's the core group that it has on here. What are these other ones all oh, spinoffs? So the other ones listed: Sleeping Beauty, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Brave, Little Mermaid, Cinderella, Tangled, Snow White. Mulan and Beauty and the Beast, like I've seen, yeah. I've seen those. Sleeping Beauty is probably the one I know. Yeah, I would agree, for but, sure. <laughs> it's it's 
I like a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel. I feel like um, what I is also great about this movie is it's so funny, and I mean, so part of the reason like I wanted to suggest it is because I think the accents are hilarious. <laughs> And um, I'm not trying to, like, make fun of Scottish people when I say that. It's just, if if these are, like, accurate Scottish accents, they're just, like, funny. I don't know why, but just the way they say things are, are funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the scene in the beginning of the movie where they're all, like, eating dinner. And the dad has told the story about how his he lost his leg to Mordu like a hundred times and the little boys are like mocking yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I quote all the time from that scene where she comes in and she puts her, her bow on the table and her mom's like, no weapons on the table. She's like, mom, it's just my bow. I quote that all the time. Cause I don't know why I just find it so funny, but there's something about a bow and arrow that I just want to know, I just want to have that skill, but I'm so uncoordinated that I feel like I'd be terrible at it. <laughs> you just got to try it. It's, I would say like that kind of archery, like those, I'm pretty sure she uses a recurve bow in this movie. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, those kinds of bows these days are a lot harder to shoot than like a compound bow. So like a modern bow is pretty easy to shoot. If you can pull it back. I know, but you know how, okay. So later in the film, when the, the three sons from the allies in the community come and they have to do the archery contest, Mm -hmm. the one guy who's kind of dumb, he like is going to do it. And the arrow keeps like falling away Mm -hmm. from the bow. Mm -hmm. I think that would be me. Yeah, with a again with one of these bows, it's it'd be a lot more tough. But like it's because how do you keep you have to like keep it with your two fingers, probably, huh? And then it goes through. So really, it's you don't have to when you pull it back and that happening. It's just a matter of like kind of keeping your wrist firm. Okay, and then that'll hold it enough. Yeah, and you can use your other finger to guide it if you want. But I think the like you'll see on this like that's what they use to like balance the arrow on so it's not just like hanging there it oh. is like balancing on their their like hand yeah like on the bow hand but like again with a modern with a modern compound bow yeah uh, that's another that's like a non-issue as long as as long as you're pulling straight back sure. you're not gonna have any problems they used to have archery on the Wii mm-hmm. oh so <laughs> That 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 built my confidence for like if archery was real, I'd be so good at if it. As if there's any, real. well, <laughs> if I did it in real life, yeah, yeah. but as if like we sports have any correlation yeah, yeah. to your ability to do it in real life. It's it's also of, wait, real yeah, quick, ahead. funny story that I just feel like is funny for the viewers, and I don't know if you know this story. So if anyone has ever played uh, Wii Sports Resort, I think no, it's just regular Wii Sports. So that you have the balance board, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a game on there where you can do like a ski jump, mm-hmm. and you have to like, go like up you on your press toes. down, and then yeah, you go up on your toes, and then you have to like land, and whoever gets the farthest is the winner. So like 
2020, you know, the Wii's been sitting untouched for a while. And 2020 Christmas, my family decides, let's bust it out and let's play. Let's compete against each other to see who can get the farthest ski jump. Okay. So my dad and brother go first and they get however far. And then my mom, or no, then Amy and I, my other sister and I go um, to go next. And we keep going and we keep like, we can't land. Like, even though we're not falling off the board, we keep like, going into this weird little snowball mm-hmm. and my dad and my brother are like you guys are just bad at it you're not doing it right Da-da-da-da-da. we did it like 10 times and we could not we could never get to land like it didn't make any sense come to find out whoever goes first the balance board is accustomed to their weight mm-hmm. so because <laughs> because my dad and my brother are so much bigger than my sister and i we didn't register as lifting off the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I tell you we were playing this game and they were like, you guys are bad at it. Mm-hmm. And then we switched the profiles and then Amy and I went and we got it on the first go, like way farther than them. It just <laughs> so just makes me laugh looking back on it because I'm like, oh, my God, so ridiculous. But always sports were kind of stupid i mean they're fun but right right like even the golf like i guess that's the closest you get to the real sport is the golf because at least you're like swinging a club motion yeah. but and bowling, bowling i guess but ping pong okay i guess it, a lot of them are but <laughs> it, oh, it's just so funny i always think about that when i think of we mm-hmm. anyway back to the movie sorry yeah uh, <laughs> basically like when it comes to sh- like Shooting bow, you just have to do it. Once have you, you done do it, it? Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. They like, had archery at uh, my camp when I was younger, mm. but uh, I wanted to do it one day, and then none of my friends would sign up with me, so then I did canoeing instead. Oh. Let uh, down. <laughs> canoeing was boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know if you can go, I don't know if there's places where you can go to just shoot without boating. I know there's indoor ranges and stuff, and you might be able to rent a bow. I'm not sure, but... Luke has a bow. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you run into with bows, if you're wanting to just try it out, is if his, depending on the strength of his I bow, couldn't pull his back. Yeah. But, like, again, with modern compound bows, it's one of those things where once you get past a certain point, it gets really easy, and then you don't need... You're not holding the weight of the whole thing. Yeah. Because the way the... The way like the stuff the bow works, sure, is you get it's basically you you get it past you get it past like the I don't know there's probably a word for it but you get sure, past a certain point and then it gets real and it's easy yeah. and then holding it there is is not a challenge yeah it's it's not you're not gonna be sitting there like Ugh, yeah 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 okay and then it's just a matter of letting go but there's so many things that would be fun to try but you need the equipment like yeah. skiing skiing you can rent. No, I'm saying you can rent the equipment, but it just, oh. I don't want to rent the equipment. You mean like <laughs> snow skiing or water skiing? Uh, I was talking about snow, but yeah. really both. Like snow skiing, like it's not, it's not super common for that many people to own skis. No, I, yeah, I know a lot of people who mm-hmm. went. We were having this debate the other day, me and my friend, about like what's easier, snow skiing or snowboarding. And I thought skiing because you have both your feet are separate. They thought snowboarding 
Um, because the skiing, it's easier to like have your feet. Like they were saying, how do I explain that? Skiing is easier, much easier. I would agree, but how do I explain what they were saying? Like they were saying it's trying to stop by crossing your toes. They were just saying that that can trip you up because you can like go inward when you don't mean to versus a snowboard. You're not going to do that because you're obviously connected to the same. Yeah, snow, snowboarding, you're just going to catch an edge and then face plant or catch your back edge <laughs> and slam the back of your head against the ground. Yes, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to be connected to one thing. I would, I would fail miserably at that. Yeah. I don't have very good balance. Yeah, like I, I tried to skateboard as a kid and like <laughs> the, like your body's, like, I feel like your body's intuition is a lot more, skiing is a lot more receptive to that, like leaning to kind of turn and obviously that's not all there is. Yeah. But like snowboarding is it's there's a lot of counterintuitive things. Like mm-hmm. um I don't know. It's been a while since I've done either of them, but for sure like I guess too it depends on what you did first. Yeah, that's true. And your will your receptiveness to actually wanting to try something different. Like if you were really <laughs> little and they put somebody put you on a snowboard first. Of course, snowboarding is going to be more. Yeah, that's true. More, and I think this person, yeah, they grew up snowboarding yeah. first. But I think if you were to just take somebody who's done neither of them and put them, like, put them down the hill on one and then put them down the hill on the other, skiing's going to be easier. Yeah. Just because there's no. It's so much easier to to describe to, or like to explain to someone how to go slow. Yeah. How to go slow on a on skis. Because really, it is just a matter of crossing your crossing your toes, basically. Right. Like, have you ever seen the video? The the guy there's the guy going skiing with this really little kid, and the kid just starts flying down the hill, and the dad <laughs> the dad just keeps yelling pizza, do the pizza, oh. pizza, because it's a slice of pizza. Yeah, and you make yeah. a triangle with your skis. It's pretty funny. But that's pretty much all there is to going slow, or like if you lean and go sideways and yeah. you go that way down the hill. Whereas with snowboarding, like the, how you slow down is you or when you're learning at least is you you bring your feet so they're perpendicular to the yeah. hill and then you lift your toes. Yeah. And if you if you want to keep going like you obviously can't go way up on your heels. Right. Otherwise you'll just stop and then you'll stop. Yeah. So like if you want to keep going down the hill you got to keep dipping your toes down and if you go down even if you're going down you know sideways. Huh. If you let your toes down too far, you're going to catch that front edge and you're going to... I just think I would faceplant a lot. I went um, to a friend's lake house like two years ago and uh, they were surfing off like the... The, the wake. Well, I guess it's a wakeboarding. Well, it's... I know what you're talking about. They they weren't using... They were only using a rope to get started. Yes. And then they ditched the rope and then they're riding on the... Some of them would... Some of them would hold the rope because uh, they weren't as good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the rest of them, yes, would, would surf. come up right next to the boat, basically, and, and then, yeah, yes. surf the wake. Yep. And uh, <laughs> my friend was like, "Do you want to try?" And I'm like, "No," because the the problem for a lot of people was like getting getting up, up is the hardest part, and once you're up, it's easier yep. because you have to like balance your feet, you know, on the board, and you then to you go gotta up and turn. Oh God, yeah. that would be so hard. And I was like, "No, I just." I know I would like intake so much water and I can't swim that well. So I was like, 
Well, that's why we were life vest. No, that's true. But I don't know if any of them. I don't know if. Well, they wore a life vest when they were doing that. But mm-hmm. like while we were sitting on the boat, I my mom made me wear a life vest because she yeah. was like, in case something happened. Yeah. And I felt like such a loser because the rest of them weren't wearing a life vest. Shit can happen. But then when we all jumped in afterwards, like none of them wear a life vest. So just me. But I can swim. It's just I'm not the best. It's one of those <laughs> things where if you're flying around in a ski boat, you should probably everybody should be probably be wearing one. Yeah, because it's, if, it's you smart, hit, if you hit if you hit something wrong and if you hit something if the boat hits something weird or for some reason it has to, has to turn or whatever uh-huh. and somebody gets thrown from the boat and they like conk their head on the way out, done. That's true. That's very true. You know, I I see the logic, but I felt like yeah. Yeah. I felt stupid because no one else. I think the the one thing that oh, I always like, I that bugged the crap out of me was when we would go, when I'd go to a friend's, they had, a, they had like this little cottage on a lake. And when I would go by them, sometimes his mom would make us wear fluorescent yellow ski caps or swim caps <laughs> while we were doing stuff. Because, oh, oh, like a... Like what an actual swimmer would wear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that it, when we fell off, if other oh, boats could see us. That's smart. Yeah, but like if you're in the water, you're supposed to have your hands up in the air anyway. Oh, so I didn't like, even know that. <laughs> yeah, you should. Like you should have your hands up just so other people around can see. Yeah. But the other thing too is like when, you know, we're there on a Tuesday and there's nobody else in the area. It's like, <laughs> is it really that big of a deal? Yeah. But anyway, uh, the wakeboarding thing's funny because... Uh, the year they got a wakeboard, they hadn't used, no, none of them had, had used one, but they wanted to get one and try it. Okay. And Is that where you, do you stand or do you kneel? That's kneeboarding. Oh. Yep. But wakeboarding is standing. Wakeboarding is standing and your feet are strapped in to the board. Oh, okay. Um, so the whole, like the ride up, I'm looking up YouTube videos on how to do it. <laughs> and we get in the boat and we get out and onto the water and we literally like we literally just took the shrink wrap off the board it never sure. it had never been used oh god and we're sitting there and, he, and we're trying to figure out who, who's gonna go first i'm like well i'll go first i'll give it a go Bold. so well there was no pressure because none of us had done it right so if you right sucked, and it was matter. literally it was me him and his and his dad like okay. it was just us oh okay so it was just between the two of you who was gonna go first? yeah yeah okay so we're, I get in the water and then they get ready to go <laughs> and I give them the thumb up and they start going and I'm able to get up right away and just okay. go. First try, everything's nice. good. So I'm like, okay, that wasn't so bad. And we're, I'm going for a bit. And then I wasn't, obviously it, it was my first time, so I wasn't going to be flying out, flying out of the sure. way. So you're kind of just back. standing. So I'm kind of just standing there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm not bold enough to start trying shit that I don't know what I'm doing. So basically, like after you know, after a few minutes, I just kind of let go, and then yeah. come pick me up. And then my friend gets in the water, and for the rest of the day, he couldn't get up, and he oh. was so pissed. He was so pissed. <laughs> and pr- he didn't try. I like from uh, I I can't say ever, but like for short some time after that, I'm pretty sure he didn't care to try anymore because he thought it was stupid. <laughs> but yeah, that was. That Did, was was he fun. asking you like how'd you do that? Yeah, I, and I was giving is basically the only information I had. 
It's like, I mean, he, and it was weird because he, like, he had done kneeboarding. Kneeboarding's a little easier, but yeah. he had done skiing. It's a lot like skiing. You yeah. just, you know, the whole thing with skiing is let the boat pull you up. Yeah. Lean back. Well, lean back and let it pull you up. Has Brittany told you about, like, her time water skiing? Maybe. She did when she was younger for a while. There was a day when we went to our friend's cabin where they were teaching, like, Brittany and then my brother how to how to ski and mm-hmm. like yeah i remember that and for a while they couldn't get up and i remember my brother got up first i think and then mm-hmm. and then she got up <laughs> it's one of those things where you have to fight letting your arms extend and then like have it like pull you forward yeah but like it with wakeboarding it was the same thing you just you <clears throat> lean back you let the boat pull you up and then as you're standing up you just you have to bring your front whatever your front foot is you yeah. have to bring it forward yeah and just if as long as you're leaning with your weight back it's going to keep that front edge back. Sure. And you're not going to fall over forward. Yeah. It's the same thing with skiing. With skiing, if you're if you're not leaning back and you get pulled up and you're and you get pulled forward, you're going to face plant forward. Right. Because all your weight's forward. It's right. the same exact thing. Okay. Hmm. Maybe we should get back into the movie. Yeah. I mean, what <laughs> Enough, did we, what did that even it come was from? Archery. Archery and ma- trying is, things. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's clear that, you know, Archery was is clearly a passion of Meredith's and like obviously wasn't taught to her by Eleanor. That was clearly encouraged by the dad. Um but I think, you know, the movie's like you can tell that there's issues between her and her mom, but it really starts to go awry when the you know, she goes on her ride, she falls off and then she has the the will of the wisps lead her to the, the old woman. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> I guess, like, the thing that I've always wondered watching this movie is, you know, she gets the little thing to change her mom. Why a bear? I think it was, it was just, it was the same, I think it was the same thing as... Yeah, the old story, the, right, but right. why a, why a bear? Um... Like, do you think they were just tossing around in the writer's room like different animals and like a well, bear sounded good? If I had to guess, there's probably some historical thing. Okay. Some historical significance to bears. Yeah. Quick search finds. I had a, I already had a page up that was about the Scottish culture like stuff that they poked poked at with this movie. Uh-huh. And one of the things listed is bear legends. Apparently, bear legends are rampant in Scotland. Many clan, clan, many, what? <laughs> many clans attribute bears and the sewing of them is a great feat. One of those clans is Clan Forbes. And then there's a link and I'm not going to follow it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's probably why. Okay. So there was a, there's a significance there. Yep. Okay. But yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the plot is, I mean, it's pretty straightforward in the sense that she obviously didn't intend for that to be the change, and then she has to, like, fix her mistake. But I think the, I think what's cool about it is, The mom learns so much, I think, about the daughter during that whole process. Right. That's the that's the point, right? 
Yeah. But it, it it's like you, I think in hindsight, the mom would have been like, it, it's kind of the whole message to me is like everything happens for a reason. Like she um, wouldn't have learned that stuff without this like terrible thing happening. And uh, they have that, the whole movie, like fate and destiny and stuff. Do you believe in like fate and destiny or do you think that, I mean, I don't even know if it's something you can believe in, but I feel like that's what people say. It's like, do you believe in fate? I think. Because this movie is telling you to, yes, believe. (laughs) I'm in the, I'm in the vein of like the idea of air quotes, everything happens for a reason. Yeah is actually everything happens based on, you know, previous choices you or someone else has made. So it's so that reason, the reason why things happen is because something happened previously to set it up to be that way. Yeah. Right? Is that not what the phrase means? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I think every, the, I think the general thing with everything happens for a reason is more that like, is more, more equating it to, um, There's like an existential meaning behind why things happen. Yeah, like I feel like people people don't think of it as a consequential thing. You know what I mean? Like these things were proactively happening so that this could happen instead of this is happening as a consequence to things that happen. It's it, I'm kind of it's kind of the same thing, <laughs> but I, it's more like. One's one is looking back on things that happened uh-huh. to try to make sense of what's happening now. Yeah. Whereas my belief is like the, the decisions you're making now are what's setting you up for what's coming. Right. You know, I don't, I don't like, like there's a very few moments that I think of personally for me that like set me off on whatever path yeah. I'm on right now. Right. There's a couple moments from when I was young where yeah. it's like, oh, that, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't like my everything would have been different, right? Sort of thing. So that's my version of like, like. So, long story short, no, I don't believe in fate. I think everything is just a consequence of your actions and the actions of the people around you. But isn't the point that like, you know, I, I see what you're saying, and I feel like I agree with you, but I also agree with the other take. You know what I mean? Like. I I agree that um, things are consequences of our previous choices, but I think that there was a reason, there's an existential reason why you made those. Like, it all is meant to be that way, I guess. Because I, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how uh, just, like, no choice is the wrong choice. Like if you, well, I don't know if that's true, but they're saying that no choice is the wrong choice. If you have two great opportunities, let's say you got a job opportunity in New York and you got a job opportunity in California. Mm -hmm. It's like no answer is necessarily right, but whatever choice you make will lead you to what you're meant to be doing. So... (laughs) Like that's where that's where I feel like it's a 
that in in my mind that's where that's more of like a um but either way you would have been meant to do what I you're don't, doing I don't want this to sound I don't want this to sound the wrong way but that almost sounds like a I don't want to call it a cop out but it sounds like like if you're if you're pressed with those two decisions right like I could take this great opportunity A or great opportunity B and then the idea is like whichever one whichever one I pick is the one that was meant to happen anyway yeah like I feel like that's what ends up happening is you get caught up in like that's to help avoid you from saying that if you take B and something goes wrong with B it prevents you from being like I should have taken A you know what I mean yeah because but isn't that a good thing because you no. don't want to spend your whole life being like yes but it's but I guess been. I'm not I'm not I guess I feel like it's uh, it it all gets to the it all gets to the same thing it all gets to the same idea it's just a different outlook on that idea whereas you're looking at it as it was meant to be this way it's like I don't whatever whereas yeah. I'm more of the vein of this is what I chose to do. This is what I chose to do, so it doesn't matter what happened over there because I'm choosing to. I had chose to do this. It's too late to worry about that. So now we're here, and we're now we're doing this stuff. So sometimes I feel like pessimists don't like everything happening. Like I do think that's a more optimistic approach on life, um, and I think people who tend to be more pessimistic, or maybe just a realist, mm-hmm. don't. Uh, like that approach and to me i feel like even if it's not true let's say Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with yeah yeah, finding comfort in it yeah there's nothing wrong with either people love to critique that and that bothers me Mm -hmm. you know yeah i don't think there's there's there isn't anything particularly wrong with either one thinking or the other but like, it's, it's because kind of they like they, they get whole, you they get you to the same place. Right, but it's kind of this whole like with this movie where it says like if you had a chance to change your fate, would you? It's kind of like this whole theory that like you have a plan and you're you're destined to do certain things. Right. And I guess in my head, I've always determined that as like whatever choices you make are your plan. Like I don't think you can like steer off of a plan. Does that make sense? Like, like some people you... view it as like, okay, you have a the universe or God, whatever, mm-hmm. um, whatever you believe in, thinks that like there's a designated plan for you in life, and some people view that as like you can go off of the plan and be do completely things that you were not destined to do, and you're you're fucking up your whole life's right. course. So, but I view it as more like whatever choices you make are the plan that you were supposed to be, right? Which is why I think it's fate and destiny is real because it's like. You can't. I guess that that's where that's where I would diverge and say that <laughs> I get I under I, I I think that's a better way of that's a better way of explaining everything that we've been trying to talk about. Where me? Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> I think I think the idea of fate to me in general takes away the idea of free will. You know. It, yeah, but it doesn't in mine. I feel like it doesn't. But but what you're saying is you wouldn't have picked it any different. By by you know what I mean? 
like Mm-mm. again back to the job a job b thing you're presented with these two options and you decide to go with plan b fate says you are always going to pick plan b so plan a was never an option but it was because you could have picked that but you but but you didn't because <laughs> you were meant to pick b well not necessarily i don't think you're like oh, it's so hard to i see what you're saying but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like Ugh, it's like what's meant to be is meant to be but that doesn't mean that what's not meant to be is not meant to be yeah <laughs> it's so hard to explain but i just mm-hmm. feel like i think that i think the easiest way to look at things is everything can work out as long as you work to make it work unless yeah. you as long as you want it to work out everything will work out yeah i don't know it's just like i feel like we're always going to have those thoughts in life of like what if i did this uh-huh. and saying like everything happens for a reason eliminates that responsibility no the, the i think made. the okay that see that's a pessimistic outlook but it's not, i think it's like it eliminates the that fear consuming your life of what could have been you can't spend your whole life thinking what could have been so well, that's right. why if you say everything happens for a reason then i feel that you don't feel that way I feel like every decision you make, <clears throat> whether it ends up good or it ends up bad, can always be course corrected. Yeah. So I How do you how do you feel about the idea that people say that you have a plan and if you steer off it like that's your own fault? Do you think that's true? Or do you think that you agree with my more interpretation where it's like you have a plan and whatever happens is your plan? So So my thought is a hybrid of the two where there is no set, there is no set plan. There's no like, this is where you're going to be like some, something, something out there has a, has like a, a whiteboard that has your name at the top. Yeah. And then there's all these different bubbles and lines connecting every, everything in order that says you're going to end up at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. I think. I don't think that I, I, I'm more, I like to subscribe to the idea that. Every time you hit a bubble that, you know, branches off into like your decision tree of you can go this way or you can go that way. Yeah. I don't think what's after those points is written at all. And every decision that you're met with opens up a a new branch of decisions, but not any one of those decisions is ever, I don't think there's any preordained. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did that, not, did that not come through? Did that not come through? Well, what I what I'm here what I'm hearing from yours is like from what you're saying is so you have option A and you have option B. If you pick option A, you were never meant to pick option A. Uh, if you pick option B, you were never meant to pick option A. Yes and <laughs> no. Like there's, uh, I see I see how you're interpreting it that way, but like I don't view it like that. I view it as like. Like, I, I, I see what you're doing, so I'm, like, having a hard time, like, correcting it. But <laughs> I guess in my head, it's like, you could you could have picked option A or B, and you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I, right. what it boils down to is what I think. Right. And I agree with the whole, like, what you're talking about with the bubbles, where, like, mm-hmm. it's not written out that you were supposed to do this, and then you would have done this, and da-da-da. I think it's like, yeah. But it still feels like what's meant to be is meant to be like you you make the choice that is best for you in that moment 
because that's what was meant to be for you. But, but no you, choice but is what, wrong. I guess. I guess who like don't take it. Don't take it as a literal who. But who or or what is deciding? Like, so when you have these three options, what is meant to be mean? Like, just because it's what you picked, like, was it, you know what I mean? Like, because to me, meant to be is like, a, there's like some greater thing other than your decision to pick. It was like pushing you to pick this thing. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just interpreting meant to be wrong. I guess in, in my head, it's just like, in, in my head, the concept is so fluid, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I think maybe the technical definition is meant to be is you were specifically destined for one certain thing. And in my head, it can be, it can be different than that. I don't know. I feel like I'm explaining it really poorly. Sorry, I think, listeners. <laughs> I think just the gist of the gist of my point of view is just that where you're at at any given point in time is a consequence of every single action you've ever taken. Yeah. And again, some other people in within your gravity have taken yeah. that have gotten you to this point. And anything that happens from now to on is based on whatever decisions you're going to continue to make. Yeah. Well, it's, okay, to bring it back to the movie, with the Will of the Wisps, okay, Mm -hmm. if they didn't, like, the message in this movie is, okay, they led her to that little old woman's shop where then she got the potion to change her mom. But if that had led her somewhere else, hypothetically speaking, to me, she still would have been able to, like, repair that relationship with her mom. It would have just been a different way. Maybe. Is what I, is what I think. Is that is that better with an example? <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, there's a bunch of different ways where you can end up in the same in a place that's yeah. Because the whole the whole point of this, like, to me, the destiny of this movie was repairing her relationship with her mom and like them both seeing each other's perspectives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that could have probably been achieved in a lot of different ways. Maybe she didn't have to turn into a bear, but that just happened to be what uh, she was led to because she decided to go on a horse ride like let's say when she was really sad she didn't go on a horse ride and she just decided to go on a walk mm-hmm. would it have been the same <laughs> so all these all these things but i guess in this movie you know the whole thing of if you had the chance to change your fate makes it seem like you are destined for a specific course Right, that's this whole, that's like, that's the thing with this movie, right, is her destiny is to be this princess doing this whatever, right? And her idea of that is different than what her mom's idea right. of it is, and right? And she wants to change She want, and She wants to, yeah, she wants to get to her version of it while her mom wants her to get to her mom's version of it. Yeah. And then in the end, it ends up being a combination of the two, right? Right. But so then it's like, was the fate all along that it would be? See, that's what I'm, that's kind of, that's kind of what we're, what that whole, that, what our last conversation was, right? (laughs) Was that if the whole, that's where the whole meant to be thing, like, was this how it was always going to end up being, that being, you know, meant to be? Or could any of these other things happen if the, if a character had made a slightly different decision? For sure. It would have been different if characters made different decisions. It would have been different, but would the outcome have been the same? 
I think yes. I think no, because if you if you think of think of it like I don't know, let's say she Well, there's really no right answer. Not right. to interrupt well, you. Well, right. But I mean, we like, get we, we get never to this know. point. We get to this point a lot when it comes to movies, right? Where it's like obviously the de- whatever happens in the movie is decided by the person right. who writes the movie. <laughs> but if you, but it's it's fun to extrapolate a little bit and think yeah. about it as if this were a real thing, right? Like in in the last like fight in the last like fight, if she had not like stepped in front of like what she steps in front of her dad at one point or something, or she shoots the oh, like if some if she hesitates there, she's de- her yeah. mom's dead. Right. Or forever a bear. Right. So there's one decision where there's no way they're getting back to the other alternative. I mean, you could... But also you could pull it back even further and change like them all ending up in that location at that same time. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's, It's all these little things. It's kind of like if you have a passion in life, uh, like... I don't know, like, I just think about myself, right? And I have a passion for, you know, politics and activism and advocacy. Would I have that same passion if I didn't go to school where I went to school? I think yes. But some could argue, like, no, because I wasn't that, like, I wasn't that interested in it beforehand. But I did start to have a growing interest in high school. So that's why I think, regardless, I would have, I would have come to that conclusion and because i yeah i'm not gonna go into that (laughs) so i don't know if you like i'm trying to think of a similar situation for you but it's like you know i think like your interests and your passions in life are destined to you're destined to pursue them i guess um I think uh, for me, just the idea that still goes back to the everything else, right? Where like uh, the whole consequence of previous decisions. So like for. So you don't think that you like what's an example for you? I literally can't. I like I'm trying to think of like a comparable example for you. But like you think certain decisions wouldn't have been made like you wouldn't care as much about golf. Yeah. So if. So if I, okay, so in middle school, going into high school, eighth grade, I quit football, like two practices and cause I'm like, I don't want to do this. Right? <laughs> um, there's a brief moment where I was having a conversation with my mom where she had said something about, she had said something about dad being pretty disappointed that I wasn't going to go out for football in high school yeah. or something. And then I was at work, and then I heard somebody, uh, one of the guys at work at Culver's, when I worked at Culver's, one of the upperclassmen <laughs> asked me if I wanted to come play soccer. Sure. And I'm like, I guess I could come try it out. Like, yeah. Sure. Like, dad's upset. I didn't play football. Let's <laughs> give this a go. So I go, and I ended up loving it, and I played soccer all right. four years. Right. You know, if mom decides not to say that, or, you know, I call in sick to work that day, I probably don't play soccer. Or in college. Yeah, but I guess, yeah, okay. Or in college, if I, my roommate, my freshman year roommate and his friend, they're like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go try Ultimate Frisbee. The club's having their first night. We're going to go try it out. Do you want to come? And like, I didn't have anything going Mm -hmm. on. 
I know. And I didn't want to sit there alone. I'm confusing myself because, like, even as you say that, I still think, like, yeah, all those things happened so that you could. Right, but it's just it's based on a decision that I made, though. I mean, if if I just decide that I didn't want to do something, like, how many opportunities have we missed because we decided to do something different? And like, that's where the predestined thing comes into play. Like, if you think if you think we're like, you and I were, it was predetermined that you and I were going to be here regardless of what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, we're here because of decisions that we're yeah. here because decisions both of us have made right if one of us makes a different decision at some point down the line we're not here yeah you know yeah i guess in my head there's just like a higher power that there's a reason that we're here yeah and that's where that's where my point on the whole <laughs> on the free will thing came up was like if we're if we're but it's not that i don't have free will you know so, but then where where does, where does that where does that where does that split off I, I see what you're saying like but i guess i see where it's confusing but i don't think there's going to be a answer that satisfies you because i think it's just a difference in how we were raised now hmm. that's what it comes down to is a fundamental difference mm-hmm. i do think yours is more logical like I'll give you that. Like I'm not I'm not an idiot that I don't realize that. But it's just like I just I I like to think that there's a larger purpose for everything. And I guess maybe in your sense like yeah, not having I see where you're saying that it's not free will, but it doesn't feel like you don't have it. Right. That's <laughs> where like my my thoughts behind again behind destiny and everything it's like it's one of those things where if you if you're given the illusion that like i could have made a different like decision here but it it, it it's it, that's what it to me that's what it comes down to is if like if you if if it i mean free will might not exist it might not exist at all yeah, because maybe we're just living in the same place. right well i'm just saying like <laughs> i pick up this remote and then i just shut the light off above our head was yep. was that always going to happen? Or am, am, you know what I mean? Am I actually <laughs> making the decision to do that? Or was it always going to happen? So, things, okay. to, things to think about. No, this is, who knew this conversation was going to lead us yeah. here? <laughs> no, I, I see your point, 100%. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, th- I feel like I want to steer the conversation in a different mm-hmm. direction. How do you feel about the messages that Disney puts out in its movies? Do you think they're good and productive for kids? Do you think they're realistic? Do you think they set kids up to for failure in the real world? Like, how do you feel about, I mean, we can talk about this one mm-hmm. in particular, but just in general. Because uh, I have a take, but I want to hear yours first. I think for the most part, most of them are pretty grounded in they're the i the a central idea that's being presented is grounded and most of the time it's just you know it's decorated in a way to make it more receptible so i don't know i don't think there's i can't think of any one specific one that i would say is potentially harmful i don't or you know what i mean i think they're all beneficial in some way or another it's just that excuse me they might not all be applicable 
for every kid. Like a kid might see this and get nothing from it because they don't have any scenario like this in their life that's ever been an issue. Yeah. So they don't need to, so this doesn't like, wouldn't resonate with them at all. Right. And that could be any movie, Disney movie, right? Any kid movie at all or any movie really. But yeah, I think it just depends, depends on the kid and it depends on their circumstance on how a movie's message may or may not impact them. Yeah. I, um, I feel like a lot of the movies, Disney movies, you know, they're, I'd say the underlying premise of a lot of them is like, pursue your dream. You know, like dream big, sky's the limit. Don't just do what you're told to do. Okay. Right. Don't do what you think you're supposed to do. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, (laughs) when I went to college, I remember I was having a disagreement with my parents over a major Mm -hmm. and I was saying, why did you have me watch Disney Mm -hmm. movies as a kid? Because the whole thing is do what you want, dream big, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me to be realistic and that I should go for, I should go to be a nurse because it pays well or whatever, not do what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And my mom kind of looked at me like, oh, I never thought about it like that. But that's what I think those Disney movies do. And I, I think that's a good thing that they teach you to dream big. But then I, it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because you can be with parents or just influences in your life that tell you, be realistic, be realistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is more beneficial. Like, I don't know if it's more beneficial to say, sky's the limit, do whatever you want and we'll support you. Or be realistic. Because I think both can lead you to success. Mm-hmm. I think I think it all depends on how old you are and when these messages are coming to you. Because I think if you go if you go to you know, head in the clouds like I want to do what the Disney movie said I can do for too long you're going to get totally blindsided by air quotes the real world where like you know, think of it like this with high school. With high school, you know, the joke, it's not a joke, but the, I'm going to call it a joke because it's funny. Um, <laughs> the fact that they don't teach you about, they don't te- do a good job at teaching you about tax, taxes yeah. or, you know, financial wellness and all that stuff in high school. And then technically after high school, a lot of kids are just po- like completely right. on their own. Right. So like, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, the people who don't hear anything about that and then suddenly they're hit with all this, these financial decisions, like, that's kind of the welcome to the real world, like, moment. Yeah. I think, I think it's one of those things where I think I'm fortunate to the point where um, my my parents never exerted any of their, like, know their i don't know they never they never proactively tried to influence me into doing one thing or another yeah they more like just kind of let me find the things i like and then whenever i was going towards something like they would they wouldn't like they would never shoot it down yeah but i did some of that on my own but 
it's whatever but where so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's important to it's important for kids growing up to know that you know it's one of those things if you set your mind to it you can do it you can yeah, yeah. but you have to have i don't want to you have to have tempered expectations I don't want to say realistic expectations because there's a lot of things that are very improbable that can be done with enough effort. Yeah. But I think the problem is the problem that, and it's not kids' movies necessarily in general, but the, the problem that kids can fall into is not realizing just how much work. Yeah. Did you, did you say be. that you do think, you said set your mind to it, you can accomplishment, or set your mind to it, anything is possible. You do think that's true? Almost. I think it's, I think versions of it are true. But the problem is, I don't think anyone's actually willing to put in the effort that they would need to to make it happen. Yeah. I'm not saying no one, because for sure yeah. there's exceptional people. I think yeah. most people in general, if they talk about wanting to go, like, go do this thing or go do that thing, yeah. they're probably not actually willing to put in the work that it would require yeah. to do that. But it's also like circumstance you have to take into account. Yeah, of for like, sure. Is anything possible? I, th- I well, feel no, like some, some circumstances stuff, There's some stuff that's going to be impossible. You. There's for sure going to be things that are impossible for some people to do. Because it's, it's like that whole theory that like, I mean, I guess, I feel like we talked about this in our Pursuit of Happiness episode, but, you know, people think that like if you work hard enough, like you can achieve anything. And I think you can achieve a lot. But I don't know if working hard is like the only thing you need. Like, right. I think I mean, you need luck. That's where <laughs> luck, and luck for sure. But sometimes and part part of that luck is, you know, your circumstances in life. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think a, a more broad, like a, a good broad scale um, example that has that kind of can take away from your life circumstances, you know, you know, if you're raised, you know, poor or yeah. single parent home or right. well to do, whatever, that like both sides um, can kind of get uh, potentially be on an equal playing field at some point are obviously this is ignoring some situations, but is athletics, you know, they the people talk about how like pro athletes, right? Oh, yeah. They're pro athletes. Like you, you look at college athletes into pro athletes, right? In college, you can get away with hard work alone. You can sometimes get away with hard work alone. Yeah, you can play on the team, yeah. but if you're not also super talented, yeah, outside of your hard work, yeah. you're not going to be able to be a pro. It's same with like like height is such a big thing. Like you know, there was a girl in my in my school growing up who was so good at basketball, and that was all she did. She worked so hard on it, but she was never going to be tall enough to play. Like at the professional, yeah, yeah, at the professional, she was just too short, and you sometimes you need to be right taller in certain sports, right? And the only and the there again, the, like in a situation like that, there are exceptions, right? But they are so far and few apart that yeah. it's not. And again, it's not. We don't. To say I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to say that and people to use it as a cop out, you know? Right. But it is true for some. That's where cases. the tempered expectations come into play. Like you go for it for sure, but yeah. if it doesn't work out. Like, you can't let it destroy you. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I feel like the, you know, Disney, for the most part, like, the messages are 
pretty good. Like mm-hmm. you, they they age well. Yeah, I yeah. Feel, they're, for the most part, tales as old as time, as one might say. Tales as old as time. Yeah, I I think uh, I get musicals are not for everyone, and you know a lot of Disney princess movies are singing. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't really have that, so I was hoping that you would like it a little bit more. Mm. Um, I know you don't particularly not like musicals, but you're not crazy about them either. Well, I mean, there, it, there's a certain, like, it would be on brand for the, like, I, I, think, right, I, I think I made the comment when Brittany and I were watching this that this, the reason why, I think the reason why um, a lot of Disney princess movies stay in just people's minds are because there's always a hit song yeah. along with them. Right. This one, not so much the case. Right. So, like, if you were to ask a random person, hey, what's the Disney princess's name in Brave? I think most people won't. I know I'm biased because I yeah, know it, obviously. Right, but, yeah, right. it probably not. But everybody knows Elsa. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's true. That's like, true. But I like that that it's it's not... Yeah, her yeah, singing it. I yep. think it's cool. Yep. I do really like this song from the movie "Touch the Sky," though. I think that's what plays in the beginning when she's running for the first time and goes up the waterfall. It's a song that plays. Um, that's a good one. But okay, so I think I had I don't know. Um, so with the Willow the Wisps, mm-hmm. okay. So before you find out at the end that those are kind of like the The idea is that they're supposed to be like spiritual guardians. Right. And they're, I guess I also interpret it as like they were people that have in the past like gone down a similar path Mm -hmm. and now they're here to like prevent further Right, to help you know? <laughs> people avoid the mistakes that they made. Yeah. So before, like, it's revealed at the end that, like, you know, when the bear dies and then uh-huh. he is spirit and goes into be a wisp, did you, like, sus- like, what did you think the meaning of those Will of the Wisps were? Do you know what I'm saying? So, I should say, I should, so, there's a, there's a game called, um, uh, let me make sure, um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh. It's a sequel to Ori in the Blind Forest. It's it's a game that kind of um has uh I think that I, a similar thing going on where there's these you know the whole thing is there's these spirits guiding and everything like that. And I've seen similar things in other things that have the same kind of general thing. So it was always like that that was my that was kind of always the idea is that like the point of them is to take the point of them is to not necessarily lead people along a path as it is to take them off of it uh-huh. and take them to the place where they wouldn't think to go. Yeah. I think that's the point mm-hmm. or that was my thought. I just want to also make a note now that you brought it up. The dude, the dude's spirit coming out of the bear and then, you know, whisping away felt very like, abrupt and just like thrown in there i think the idea was i think the idea <laughs> was i think the idea of it was that he his spirit was in the bear the whole time yeah aware no of course of course it was there oh but that he was consciously aware of the fact that he's stuck in this bear you know what i mean 
like let's go down the dark side of this like he was stuck not only was he stuck in he's like think of it like get out you know and get out when they go when he goes into the sunken we place we must bring up get out when he, when he goes into the sunken place <laughs> yeah. and then he's seeing everything from like this little thing yeah like he's not there but he's witnessing it all from yeah. down there that's the whole idea yeah that's where this guy there this like and you didn't like that was. no i mean that's what i that's what i get from it yeah but i don't think like i think i'm i'm projecting a little too much i'm projecting a little bit there whereas i think like i don't know just like just the you know he comes up gives them the nod and then leaves i don't know it just seemed kind of like i think it was cool because you know it it really ties it all together yeah yeah i mean i i feel like when i first watched the movie like i was so like i didn't expect that but now like rewatching it like it's pretty obvious when they tell you that story yeah and you see they give you the stories all along yeah. they give you all the other context clues yeah. right i think i just think i don't think we needed to see the spirit come out and then wisp away I it's think, a kid's movie yeah but especially <laughs> when she knew she had stated ahead of time that yes, she already knew that's, that that's what was going on that's true I guess, but i guess then it wouldn't have been answered like what the wisps are i feel like you could maybe come to that conclusion, but other like children might, have, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what makes sense. But was the was the point that like as like the mom, how slowly like she starts to act more and more like a bear? You think that was supposed to be like they're still in there, but they're in like a sunken place where they have no control. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't even. I just assumed. I mean, because obviously, like when, his, gone. when his spirit comes out, he's like basically like, "Hey, thanks," and then. So like, like what you else? He, what else would <laughs> what else would be happening? Wouldn't they just be like? I just, I don't know. I guess like I just assumed that like they're not. I assume that they like turn evil, basically. Yeah, I mean, just based on the. Like, based on the whole, like... Like, he comes out of there, and he, I guess, like, I, I see why you're saying he said, hey, thanks, but to me, it was more like that he, in the story, he was already kind of turning evil, and so I feel like him and the bear just, like, really expedited his evil yeah. side, and I mean, then it was coming through. The only, the main reason I th- I'm thinking the way, like, I think in all that time that he was in the bear, he had all that time to reflect on all the mistakes he had made. But then wouldn't he have been a nice bear? No, because the bear is irrelevant. The The, the reason why the bear, the they just become a bear. Like, they, they're not in control anymore, and the reason I think that is from the, how they present like the mom when she's becoming a bear, you know, her eyes are big and yeah. white and everything's good, but then they go over black and then just like nothing's there. There's nothing there. Yeah. So, okay. so <laughs> she's no longer a free will. Okay. Like in control of this thing. Yeah. She's just stuck in it. Yeah. I guess in my head, like, I mean, it makes sense with the bear now that I think about it, that they're stuck in it. But in my head, they just like don't even exist anymore. Yeah. But it's like the same thing as what you're saying, I guess. Yeah. Obviously, they are in there. Right. That's the whole thing. Is like that. That's the whole thing with him, at least. Right. The guy. Well, for, it would be for both of them. Is that their soul is there, but they don't. What? What do they have against bears that they portray them as so vicious? Like black bears aren't that mean, aren't they? 
Oh, I mean, if you come across any bear, you probably don't want to go. That's that's the there's a thing. There's a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a thing with Disney. Who's excited? No, there's there's like the a, a problem. There's a problem with Disney and animals, where they make everything seem so. You know, I don't want to say cuddly. I mean, they do. Bears are going to fuck you up, okay? That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, but black bears will They leave will you. still fuck you up. Yeah, but I think it's... Okay, I don't know much about bears, but what I've heard is that like grizzly bears are aggressive, uh-huh. but black bears will leave you alone as long as you leave them alone. Like, if you make noise while you're hiking, they won't come near you because they don't want to bother you. So I think in my head, it wouldn't make more sense if it was... A grizzly bear. I mean, but so you like that they were accurate with the portrayal of a bear. You think they they give a false pretense that animals are too nice. I think in general, yeah. I okay. think in general, like. But what even other animals? Bambi <laughs> is the like deer. What other examples are there? Where I guess, well, you know. I mean, look at Brother Bear. I okay. I was thinking about Brother Bear, but I don't remember that one that well. But I guess, like, yeah, in, in Cinderella, like, they make, like, birds and, like, mice seem like cuddly animals. <laughs> basically, basically... But the, you know what, maybe they're... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, there's... I mean, it's not just Disney, obviously, but there's plenty of movies out there that, like, mainly kids' movies, right, that just make... Animals seem like, ooh, let's go pet the whatever, whatever. The thing that'll, like, you know. It'll fuck you up. Will literally, like, take its paw and knock your head off your neck. Because they're so big and strong. Okay. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think, just because, just because the bear is black, too, doesn't really make it a black bear. I think the, I mean, think it's massive. Black bears don't get that big. Yeah. Well. They kind of show it at the end, but Mordu is, like, way bigger than Eleanor as the bear. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because, like, physically Eleanor was more smaller than Mordu the prince. has fought with all four clans. Eurasian bears are brown, lightly brown to dark brown, but Mordu is all black, possibly to represent the darkness in it. Yeah. Eurasian bear. Mm. Is that something that still exists to today? Because, I mean, this is a medieval... Eurasian brown bear. Let's get some attack statistics. I will say the scene at the end when she does like stitch the tapestry and she puts it on the the mom. That scene, I remember in the theater, uh, people were crying because it is really emotional when she's like, I don't understand. But then it's like the whole point is like, I mean, she had to stitch the tapestry, but like. She also had to stitch the relationship in real life, which she did with her speech. Uh, Oh, I was trying to get some specific. I think they're just considered brown bears, Eurasian bears. I don't know. Anyway, they kill people. Okay. (laughs) They kill people. Okay. I know. But I'm just. Let's move on. Um, okay. Favorite quotes. Let's move on to that. 
Um, I think that uh, the uh, funniest moment for me in the film is when they are doing the archery competition and the guy, the one blonde-haired uh, suitor who's, like, kind of stupid, he um, misses, or he, he, like, is not paying attention and he gets a bullseye. Uh, and then his, like, dad, like, flips up his skirt and he's like, feast your eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That was, like, the funniest moment to me. But it's just, like, so, like, what? But I think the most meaningful quote is, it, it's not... It's said in a moment where, like, Eleanor and Merida are kind of fighting, but I think Eleanor says, like, you you can't just run away from who you are. And it's so simple, but it's a great point. Like, you should, I, I mean, I feel like that's a common theme in a lot of movies, whether it's Disney or Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't, you know, you you are meant to be who you are. Sorry, bring that back, but I'm just saying. So I just, I liked that one, and then I liked the whole speech that the witch gives where she's like, you know, uh, mend the bond torn by pride. Like that whole little thingy she says, Uh the little speech. But overall, I think the movie was filled with a lot of like little life lesson Right, as these these movies tend to be. Yeah. Okay. Um... I I couldn't quote it specifically, but the I guess it's kind of just a part in general. The like answering machine for like the the witch when they go to where the hut was, she throws the potion in the cauldron and then the head comes up. Yeah, and basically says we're no longer here. Like, okay, do you have any concerns about yada yada yada? Yeah, and then she keeps throwing them in and keeps replaying the same oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that looks um, pretty good. If you're that head girl. <laughs> Potion, whatever. Um, the we mentioned it just before we started too. When the when the brothers are like mocking the dad, telling the story, like that part was that was funny. That part of that was funny. They're pretty. They're the hilarious. comic. Like every every one of these movies has that comedic relief that's just there for yeah. stupid like funny stuff, and that yeah. was obviously their role. Or when Fergus like is like, oh, I smell a bear, and then. They go around and then they fake like there's a mm-hmm. bear, and he's like, "I knew it." <laughs> it just he is like the his voice is just the funniest to me. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those one of those movies. It's definitely. Uh, see, I wonder how. I wonder like. I wonder what kind of vetting process or like that they have when they're making these movies for making sure that the message rings true to a like is broad enough appeal, yeah. but it still doesn't. Because like if you get too broad with like what you're trying to say, yeah, it, it'll come across as hokey. Like it's too like okay, well, like you have to be a little specific, yeah, with what you're targeting here, right? And obviously, this is mother daughter relation relationship and you know expectations versus reality and that sort of thing but it's like I just I don't know it's probably I can't speak to any of the like stuff that's come out in the last couple of years which 
from reviews and things that I've seen hasn't necessarily been that great. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> um, Overall, very much a Disney Pixar movie. Did you like it, though? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. I feel like that's all I needed. <laughs> um, Spin-off or kill-off, do you have thoughts? Um, you know, I don't think there's any... I don't... I feel like any sequel would have been forced. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's no need to keep going. Like, some of them you could keep going, like Tangled. Maybe. There's, mm -hmm. there's a sequel in there. But Brave, I feel like the story was wrapped up. and Yeah. I, I mean, I and, and the, scale, no is, the scale is so small. Like, yeah. we're not dealing with, a, there's not some big kingdom of people doing da, 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 Yeah, da, da, da. yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know if I would even kill off any characters. Like, there weren't. Yeah, there weren't any that were bad. I, I think any more than three competing uh, suitors would have been too many. Yeah, so I think that three was good. I mean, three is always a good number for that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a common. And they had like every stare, like they had every perfect, like they right. had the really like buff masculine one who was like so had such an ego and then there was like the kind of ditzy one and then there was the one that was more shy mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I think one of these days I'll put another I had a um, I had an animated movie on there la like quite a while ago I had spirited away oh there, yeah but... which someone told me the other day that that's their favorite movie and I was like mm -hmm. oh interesting that might find its way back on, but if we're, um, there's a chance that I might... Oh, we watched Shrek 2. That was another animated movie. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That was much more recent, too. I forgot about that one. But... Was less memorable. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's some animated movies I might put on, but... Okay. Anyway, speaking of putting on movies... Yeah. Um, so this was your wheel spin pick. Uh-huh. Um, we will be spinning the wheel again, mm -hmm. and just to catch everybody up on what's on the wheel, remind everybody of what's on the wheel, yeah. uh, in no particular order, uh, we have Remember Me, um, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, uh, Leon the Professional, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Fast and the Furious, Wonder Woman, Princess Bride, Fight Club, uh, Leon the Professional's on there twice still, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Babylon, uh, leaving one space open yeah. for what you are going to add. So I have two options here where I could repeat a movie in hopes of getting it selected, uh -huh. or I could add a movie that... I saw a long time ago, but I haven't seen it in a while, and I feel like it could make a good conversation, but I also feel like you're going to be like, Ugh, if I put it on. I feel like you say that every time, and then it ends up being not that big of a deal, if a deal at all, and it never is a deal, because I, you, that's the whole point. I actually don't know if you've... I, I mean, it's so big that I feel like you probably have, but 
I'm going to put it on there because I do think it would be good conversation. And before we started recording, we were talking about like actors that we like, and this has Ryan Gosling in it. Okay. You want to take a guess? Just tell me. No, just take a guess. What's he? What's the biggest film he's known? The Notebook. For? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put that on there because I haven't seen that in a while, and I want to rewatch it, but I also never am like motivated to watch it Mm -hmm. so maybe the podcast will force me and i also think it'll be a good conversation topic okay let's get the phone ready and then we can spin away i'll uh i'll spin this time i think you spun last time and even if you didn't i want to i'm I'm feeling it (laughs) i'm feeling it okay let's get this set up Make sure we try to get a good one going. All right. Let me know when you're good to go. Well, I can crop it too, so. Good? All right. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Got the pick. So I'm sighing because um, I'm not sighing because I'm disappointed about that. I I know nothing about that movie. It could uh-huh. be great, but I'm sighing because I was like going to be like, oh, we finally got Leon the professional off oh, the board. Oh yeah, I was right about to click to it, and then it doubles back yep. in time. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, as always, mm-hmm. um, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One Liners on. Twitter at TTOLpod. Uh, you can find us on YouTube now at Twist Turns and One Liners. Uh, those uploads are um, a little bit slower rolling usually because I always forget to manually put them over. <laughs> uh, but they do make it there eventually. It's still audio only, but you can get it on YouTube. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, uh, feel free to reach out on any of those platforms, but you can also email us at twistturnsoneliners at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep, for our bi-weeklies, a couple weeks. Yep. Yep. For Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep. Did I get that right? Yep. (laughs) Okay, bye, everybody. See you.